you ever heard a strange noise in the middle of the night? Ever seen something you couldn't quite explain? What's that? Ever been visited by a loved one in a dream? What are you? Psychic mediums Katie Manning and Michelle Lyons-Polito talk about it all. Welcome to the Psychic on the Scene podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Psychic on the Scene. And this is Ireland Haunted Edition. And I have two special guests with me tonight. But first, I'd like to thank um, my special co-hosts, D. Scott. Hey. And... Hey, and Michelle Lyons Polito. Hey, everyone. For um, being able to do this on their time in the U.S. And I have two wonderful guests with me that planned and helped coordinate uh, this wonderful trip that is Haunted Ireland Adventure with me. And it's through Pack Your Bags Travel with Connie Dyer. Hi, everyone. Hi, Michelle. Hi, T. Scott. Hi, Connie. Thanks for doing this. Oh, I'm happy to do it, although you are cutting into my pup time, though. (laughs) We'll make it up to you somehow. (laughs) And we also have the wonderful Phil Duffy, who was, I was saying before, he is a legend, I believe, in the U.S., because as soon as I posted his picture, all these women started saying, oh, I love Phil. Phil's the best. So thank you, Phil, for joining us. Hi, guys. Nice to talk to you. (laughs) Isn't his his voice lovely, isn't it? Beautiful voice. This um, trip was two years in the planning, and um, we thought we were going to have it all done and set in six months, and then a little something called COVID happened and kept getting canceled, kept getting canceled. Um, But Connie and Phil hung tough and got us um, here to Ireland, Uh, by the way, seamlessly through JFK um, into Ireland through customs because we had... Connie and Phil as kind of our delegates to take care of everything. So um, something to consider when you're traveling like this. And by the way, the people here in Ireland are amazing, of course, and are so happy to have us back. So I was was talking about before, um, because Connie sent it to me just before we left, that it's the week before Halloween and uh, Samhain. And this is where Samhain originated from, from Ireland. Yes, Halloween started just about 3,000 years ago in in Ireland, and um, I'm sure Phil can speak to the traditions itself regarding giving treats to each other. They gave cakes to each other instead of candy, and they they dressed up in costumes. There was a specific costume. I can't think of the name of it right now, but they did that to ward off the evil spirits that would roam. So when um, the Great Migration happened here in Ireland to other parts of the world, they brought their traditions with them to the U.S., and uh, that's how Halloween was born in the United States is from the Irish people immigrating to the U.S. Mm. So tell us, I asked you before, the word is puka? Puka is a Gaelic word for ghost. So okay. uh, when we speak of a ghost, we speak of the Napuka. And this was always a children's story. You know, the puka was the ghost at Halloween. And you went round then trick-or-treating at each house to, to get uh, candy and get goodies, you know. Mm. But as, as we moved on now, the kids would rather get money than candy. <laughs> <laughs> always, that doesn't matter where you are in the world. They yeah, always want money so. over candy. <laughs> um, so to give you guys an idea, I'm going to be here till the 30th. So we have many other places to go in the next few days. Um, but every single day since we landed, and we started in Dublin. Our breakfast started here at Man of War Pub. And I believe he said it's one of the oldest pubs 
in that county. Is that correct? Um, do you know how old that is, Phil? The pub goes back about 150 years, you know, and it was used mainly as a pub on the main route from Dublin, the port of Dublin. People heading north up to Northern Ireland, they would stop on that pub because the main road went past the pub. People mm. would stop in there for their breakfast or stay overnight or whatever, because back then it would be a three-day journey from Dublin to Northern Ireland by either by horse-drawn carriage or by horseback. So it was a good spot to stop, you know, and, was, and spend the sir. evening. Yeah, It was a great spot to start. And by the way, right away, um, we have 30 of our closest friends with us, 30 guests with us mm. for this haunted paranormal adventure. And right away in that pub, you could feel um, spirit activity and, and just feel, and not in a negative way, but just you could feel that history um, and the spirit. Yeah, right there. So I had told the, our um, people that are traveling with us, I said, download some of the EVP apps and the Ghost Talker apps. And all through the trip, I'm going to share them at the end if we have some time. Um, they're taking a drink every every time I say certain things. I don't know if this is like a drinking game with you guys <laughs> while I'm doing the podcast. But anyway, um, they they are getting all kinds of um, EVP and spirit talk. And you it's not just general. It seems to be connected with either the person that's doing it or at the certain locations where they're getting names. Or oh, wow. we were at one spot where it was the Blessed Mother on the side of the road, the cross. Mm-hmm. And that spirit that was talking um, said, I love it here. I'm watching you um, and said something else. Wow. But Wow, that's right. Wow, that particular um, spirit talk um, that Nancy caught. So just amazing. So then from there, we go to the Battle of the Boyne next. Yeah, from the from the um, Man of War pub, right. we went to the Boyne after that. And we learned all about uh, the big battle that had taken place. And um, Phil is actually much better to talk about that specific. <laughs> Uh, it was the Battle of the Boyne. It was between the Catholic King James, King James of England and his son-in-law, William of Orange. So really it was Catholic against Protestant, of which the Protestants won, which mm-hmm. led to the conflict that we have in Northern Ireland today. Okay. Yeah. And then from there, we went to the, um, and by the way, that battlefield area had a lot of energy. We were all at that point very tired um, going through and taking the tour because we all had a little bit of uh, jet lag. Um, some of us, I don't know who, uh, might have fallen asleep during a video presentation for a good 15 <laughs> minutes in the dark. Um, I'm not calling anybody out, but uh, it was like being in high school again. Anyway, so um, that you could feel more spirit activity out on the property or that's where everybody else was feeling it not as much in the building but then we went to the hill of Terra, correct right after yeah. that and the hill of Terra. who wants to talk about it you'll talk about it yeah okay. i can do it i feel you know I'm, I'm sure everybody's gonna much uh prefer listening to phil talk versus me <laughs> irish <laughs> accent you know but yeah just the telephone book but certainly um so the hill of Terra is actually um the seat of the high kings in ireland uh, it used to be and um in the early centuries after christ it, and it's also one of the many passage tombs uh within that same area dating back to the stone age so um mm. unfortunately you know travel um travel is opening up again and it's wonderful in in ireland it, arms are wide open to fully vaccinated passengers or fully 
vaccinated travelers, but there are some things that are slow to open because um, Ireland is near the end of their tourist season. So um, the Hilatera was not open for organized tours, but we still had the opportunity to walk around, look into the Hilatera. We saw some of the ancient, um, the, writing, the right. writings on right. the stone and stuff. Would that be Celtic writing? Is that what that's considered? Celtic writing. Um, we saw some monuments and stuff and, and, and got a feel of the area. And that has, it looks almost like what you would say is like crop circles, but it's the mounds. It's the mounds. Mm. It's one of the first places in Ireland that people settled, going back to the Iron Age and the Bronze Age, along the Boyne Valley, which is the Boyne River. When the first settlers came here, that was the big area that they came to settle. And so all the ancient burial chambers and tombs are there, like Newgrange, which is a mm. World Heritage site, is in that area as well. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, so there's a that's church. The, yeah, that's there's like a, a church sunrise or sunset. Oh, sorry. St. Michael's Church is we as we approached, which was what was closed. So you see St. Michael's Church, and then out into the field is where um, the Hilatera is. But what's the name of the stone? Stone of Destiny in the middle of the middle mm. of the field, so to speak. So as we were walking up. It, we put the video up on um, Haunted Ireland with Katie 2021, and there was a flock of crows, which is also known as a murder. Um, there was tons of them. They were so loud. And so myself and other people, we hop off the bus and we we're going to walk around the, the church. And so we're walking around the church and I see two gentlemen on the other side of the fence where I want to be. And I said to them, how did you get over there? And he said, well, if you had read the sign, it said, don't go in there where I was. And he said, <laughs> I said, oh, don't get me thrown out of Ireland. And he said, you're supposed to be on this side of the, the fence and then you can get over to the stone of destiny. So um, we think that when we first got out of the bus and we had all those crows, and I mean, there was tons. Um, there was also a green orb captured. Somebody was videotaping. It yeah. was like a green orb dancing around in front of um, everybody. But um, I think the crows were saying like, lady, you're in the wrong place. I know you're from New York, but get out of there. So um, mm. when we came back after being up on the hill and the wind had picked up, when we were coming back, the crows were all silent. It was all quiet as we approached the bus again. So whether it was timing, mm. I don't know, but I'm going to believe that it was spirit activity. No. So, um, all right. So then we, then we came to our hotel. Day two, we started at the cathedral and we met uh and the cathedral it's the cathedral of galway or galway cathedral the cathedral of our lady assumed it to heaven and saint nicholas oh Ooh. Lovely. that's much nicer than what i said <laughs> remembered it. i'm so sorry <laughs> i'm so so sorry um and we got to meet father peter rabbit and yes that is his name <laughs> father peter rabbit and he was delightful and invited us all in the church. And it was absolutely stunning to see the church. Um, and then from there, you took us to the barren. Is that how you the say it? The barren. Which means a barren or rocky area. When um, Neil Armstrong came through there, he described it as a lunar landscape. He said it was as close to the surface of the moon as most humans would ever see. And why is the rock like that? I already know. Because it's, it's, it's limestone. It's okay. limestone and the pressure of the ice 10,000 BC split the limestone and formed the landscape that's there today. And as we know, 
people that love to do ghost hunting and, and are listening to the spirits, limestone is one of the stones that holds memory and um, seems to have more hauntings around it, quartz and limestone in the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so then from there, did we go to the Cliffs of Moore first? Or we did? Okay. We went to the Cliffs of Moore, which by the way, is absolutely breathtaking. If you came to one place so far that I've seen in Ireland, the Cliffs of Moore, it was absolutely stunning. And um, the whole time that you're going through, you can feel the history and just the enormity of it. I don't think I ever realized how long that coastline or where we're looking over the cliffs, how long it is, even up to the other side where the little castle is. Mm-hmm. Um, O'Brien's Tower. O'Brien's Tower. And yeah. why was O'Brien's Tower built? So O'Brien's Tower was built by um, uh, Sir Cornelius O'Brien. And um, I'm not quite sure why he built it, but he loved it so much. They say that he's still there. Mm. So, but there's also another ghost story or a puka story of the area (laughs) there of um, a woman dressed in white who has been seen, a translucent woman in white has been seen many times. And uh, we were fortunate enough to have a beautiful, rare, sunny Ireland day. (laughs) out at the cliffs of Moore, which rise 700 feet from the Atlantic Ocean, the churning Atlantic Ocean. It's just absolutely breathtaking with the green rolling hills and the the sharp cliffs and the beautiful Atlantic coming in. But you walk up around um, the tower and uh, I'm sure at nighttime, there's a a plethora of activity in that area um, because there has been several sightings that have been mentioned over the years from other people. Yeah. And as we know with history and um, the water, Water seems to work like a conduit for spirit activity. So, of course, it's going to be even more so. But it was absolutely make sure if you do come, you bring your walking shoes, comfy walking shoes, because that is quite a hike. Um, And then from there, we stopped at um, St. Bridget's Well. And that was also beautiful. She's pointing at him. (laughs) So, Oh, and one of the one of the one of the travelers with us, um, and this was kind of touching. Um, we were all at St. Bridget's Well, and we went into the the area where the grotto right is in the in the water, and um, checking it out. And one of the ladies had gone back up in the back part of the cemetery, and um, her mother had passed this year, and she brought her mother with her. And um, it was very emotional. Apparently, um, St. Bridget was very close um, to the mother's beliefs. And um, I think she even named one of the, the, yeah, named one of the children, um, Bridget, or there was some connection. I think that might be her middle name. And um, so she, um, she left her mother's ashes there at St. Bridget's well while we were doing that. I don't know if that's even legal. Is it? It's not legal in the U.S. Okay, we won't talk about it without this. She left part of it at Cliffs of Moore. Yeah, she left part. Yeah, she left part of her mom at the Cliffs of Moore, and the other part at Saint Bridge as well. Um, And again, if it's illegal, I I totally take responsibility. I lied about it. I'm kidding. Um, So tell us a little bit about Saint Bridget's Well. Well, Saint Bridget is one of the patron saints of Ireland. Uh, She's buried up and down Patrick in Northern Ireland, but Saint Patrick, Saint Bridget, and Saint Colum Kill are all in the one grave, keeping each other company. Uh, you know, oh, okay. she originated in County Kildare, mm-hmm. which is just south of Dublin. Uh, she was the daughter of a very wealthy merchant in Kildare. And when she joined the church, her father wasn't very happy that she joined the church, you know. And at that time, uh, she 
was a change into um, to Christianity, where her father would have been a pagan. And um, it said that she went back to her father years later, looking for land to raise some sheep on, uh, so she could feed the starving people of Kildare. Mm-hmm. And her father said that she could have as much land as her cloak that she was wearing would cover. So she took her cloak off, laid it on the ground, prayed over it, and all of a sudden the cloak started to spread until it covered 400 acres. And her father granted her that land then. And then it said that her father then, when he was dying, he called her. And when she came to his bedside, she wanted to baptize him to be a Christian, but she had no cross. So she picked up some reeds from the ground, some rushes from the ground, and she wove it into a cross. And she used that cross to baptize her father back to Christianity. And to this present day, the school children each year will make these St. Bridget's crosses and they'll go out to the local community and they'll give one into each house. It Mm. will give you good health in the house and it will give you good harvest. Mm. I love that. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. So part of this is you're supposed to walk um, clockwise, right? Around around her where she is, right, where her shrine is. You walk five times around and then you kiss the cross. So I did it in two places because I wasn't quite sure because we were in a hurry, but I made sure. And then I think I even did an extra one for good luck just in case I wasn't as serious as I should have been during one of those five times around. So hopefully I'm bringing back tons of good luck to the U.S. It's just like when I used to do the rosary all the time and I'd be doing the rosary and think, I didn't say that one as seriously as I should have. I've got to do more. I'd add a couple more on. Yeah, it wasn't pure thought. I have. He said you have a guilty conscience about something. I have a guilty conscience about a lot of things. No, no, <laughs> that's a whole other radio show. <laughs> so after that, then we. Um, oh, and by the way, we've had the most beautiful weather. Um, so we believe that Connie is the one that put in for the beautiful weather. Usually, it rain. It's pretty rainy, and and it can be pretty dark um in ireland but we have had sunshine every single day we're starting the day with meditation on the bus mm. and um and sharon has actually been leading our med- meditation sharon porto and um we keep getting rainbows every mm-hmm. single time we're doing it like you look out the window there's another rainbow so it's absolutely beautiful so today um we traveled did i miss anything from yesterday no, okay okay <laughs> Um, so today we traveled, um, up the coast to Dingle and I believe the first place we stopped was at the jewelry store. Yeah. Brian, the stacks. Okay. And explain about that, about the, the well, well, Brian, the stack is a unique jeweler down in the, in the Kerry area. He, um, came up with this idea because of the ancient monuments out on the Dingle Peninsula. And there was a lot of Ogham stones. Now, Ogham is the first written language of the Celtic people. Mm. And it's a series of lines, uh, parallel lines and vertical lines that are cut into the side of a stone. Each line indicates a letter of the alphabet, and it would have indicated the name of the person that died and the stone we would put over their grave. Now, we're going back to very early Celtic times. You know, We're going back to maybe... Um, 2000 BC or 2500 BC, when this Celtic writing would have started. So it's the ancient language of the Celtic people. Wow. So Brian the Stack came up with this idea of designing jewellery 
and anyone that wanted a piece of jewellery, he would write your name into it or engrave your name into it. It's just something that's different. It's not something that you're going to find. And this is what we try to do for Connie is we try to give her something that is unique and especially for her. Beautiful. And it was extremely unique. That was beautiful. So from there, then we went and met <laughs> Gabriel. Gabriel, as I like to say, sexy Gabriel. He is a sheep herder. We got to see um, his two dogs, his his border collies, and um, one only responds um, when he gives commands in English, and the other only responds when he gives commands in Gaelic. Mm. And um, to watch the sheep being herded was absolutely amazing. He has also, with his brother, written a book um, called Famine in Ireland and West Kerry, mm. and it has to do with the potato famine, correct? Yeah. And um, it is, uh, I, we all grabbed a book because we're, we're very interested to read it. He was a very comical, uh, very animated uh, person. There's a picture of myself and him on the page um, when you take a look. Ladies, he is available and he is very, very charming. So if I'm doing any kind of love match between the U.S. Um, for Gabriel, um, he is a, a doll of a guy. And I mean, listen, he's employed. So I, it doesn't get much better than that. Um, but on his property, Connie, there's the houses, um, which was unexpected. Another spot for a haunting. So what are the old houses that are there? So we had to hike up um, this hill, this path up to the pasture. So in Ireland, you'll notice that all the sheep are multicolored. So they, they paint the sheep. Right. Each farmer has its own color and it paints the sheep because the sheep share um, land up in the mountains. So we, we walked up to the mountains um, a little bit onto his land to see this demonstration of the sheep herding. So, and he explained to us, it's amazing to see these sheep dogs at work. And uh, when he was done, this is his family's land. So there was a home, which I forget the name of the type of home it was, the thatch roof, traditional Irish home, traditional Irish home, with a few different outbuildings. And he left it up as like a memorial and a museum to mm -hmm. his family and had some things in the kitchen, some things in the bedroom that would have been um, relevant to that period. Mm -hmm. And um, so we had an opportunity to tour that. And you and I were walking towards the building at the same time. And we we're both like, can you feel that? It was yeah. amazing, the energy. And once mm -hmm. we went into it, there was a lot of people commented on the energies that they could feel. And then I'll let Katie tell you her experience, but I did speak with him afterwards. And he had said that he had um, some mediums from uh, one from Australia and one from Sweden that had also been onto the property made the same mm -hmm. comment and had actually seen a vision of ghosts, actually spirits in the room. And the one woman actually said, I can't go in there. Correct. Yeah. She, she turned around she and walked out. Around, walked I didn't down. expect it to have that kind of energy. Connie and I were gabbing, walking up the hill to look at the the, the buildings and we got to the threshold and it was literally like I got a hit in the chest, like whoop, wow. went in and you could feel the energy um, in these buildings and go ahead. Well, I was just going to add that because the structure has been there so long, it lived through, it's been there since the potato famine and everything. So as Gabriel had stated, there were a lot of births and a lot of deaths and a lot of sadness mm -hmm. and, and awful times that surrounded that building, that house and that land. So all that energy is just hanging out there. 
Right. And in the back is still the original beehive structure that they lived in. And mm. even as you exit the back of the building, and it literally looks like a stone beehive, as you are exiting that part of the structure, again, it feels like a different kind of energy in that particular part of the building. Again, very heavy, kind of sad. And the whole time I was walking around, I could get probably more than one male, which obviously, because there were so many family members, but there was also a woman towards that beehive area. She was very busy. That was her family. There might've been a name like Mary or Margaret, not uncommon in Ireland, but um, she was all business. And she kept showing me the number eight, which might've been eight children. There is an initial L I kept getting, which is like, it could have been like a Leander or a Liam um, because it felt more male connected to the inner part of the building. Um, But the, the people we now, by now, you know, the second and a half day, the crew that's with us, the other 30, are really um, focusing in on their own psychic experiences, whether it has to do with um, hearing things, sensing things, and they're all kind of getting different impressions and, and stopping, or they're getting recordings. A lot of phones draining, like phones are charged. They get on the bus, we go to one site, and literally you'll hear, nope, my phone's not working. It's completely drained again. Now, Phil probably thinks we're all crazy, and he's just driving <laughs> us around Ireland, and that's why he has to drink so much. But um, he's he's probably uh, thinking we're all a bunch of, of crazies, but it has been fascinating. And then for him to share that, was really interesting, correct? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've been uh, I've been at this job a long, long time, so I have. You know, and it's only recently that like if Connie has come with tours like this, you know. But prior to Connie coming in the last ten years, I've always said to people, you know, that it might be your first time to Ireland, and you might never have been here before, but Ireland will do this to you. You know, yeah. you just you know you haven't been but yet you feel you have been. Right. And this is your ancestors that left this country. One and a half million of them left between 1845 and 1850 to go to America. And you guys took care of them in America, you know? And even though you know you haven't been here, something inside you is telling you you have been. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so you're just coming home. I love that. Oh, that's <laughs> lovely. So um, I, I have to have him say 30 for us too while we're on and a tart. <laughs> um, then we were over at the ruins of the church and the cemetery. It's Kilmacader Church, you know, it's a it's a really, really old church. And we had a very difficult period in our history when Oliver Cromwell came through, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he slaughtered one million Irish people, so he did in four years which oh was God. a devastating time in our history, all right? And between himself and, and Henry VIII, it devastated the majority of the churches in Ireland, you know? Right. Kilmacada is a very, very old church because it's very close to a beach where, where Walter Raleigh, the great explorer for Elizabeth I, captured the Spanish ship and he murdered all the crew on the beach, wow. so he did. And some of those soldiers are buried in the graveyard, you know? So there's bound to be wow. a certain amount of stuff Right. That's going on in that grave, you know, in that graveyard. And then there's this the marriage stone and you have the you have the time clock and the time stone and all in that, you know, and you have the organ stones there as well. So there's a lot going on. It's a very, very old church. 
the the ruin looks like something that we would see in America out of a movie. It's absolutely pristine, gorgeous, mm-hmm. and of course, beautiful sunny day. And there's no roof on the church and the and the, all the beautiful stones. But even as you step in, you can feel it's like busy activity. And then on the way out, um, they took my picture through the through the whole the and it's a, the marriage hall. And it's um, explain to them what the marriage hall is on that one stone. Well, the marriage hall is a stone that's inside in the graveyard, you know. And it's part of an ogham stone with the ogham writing on it. And each couple would put their finger through half of the hole. And if their finger met in the middle, it was definitely going to be a marriage. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know? <laughs> she, she just backed away from me, you know? <laughs> oh, boy. That's funny. All right. Um, we have more places that were coming up, but I wanted Phil. Well, actually, Connie wants Phil to tell a personal story about. Well, you know, I've been coming to Ireland for quite some time now, and I and I always request Phil as my personal driver because he is so amazing and wonderful and knowledgeable, and and of course, how can you how can you not love the Irish accent? Of course, but um, he has the greatest stories. You know, Irishmen tell most wonderful stories. Yes. So um, half the kick of going on an escorted tour like this is to listen to your driver and hear all the history and the background and all the sites you're driving by. And so we always listen and, and turn on our, our re- you know, we try to record him when he leads into a story, although you're not, not really sure when he's going into a story, but um, eventually he'll get there in the Irish way that they do. So, um, yeah, so we, we love Phil's stories. They're always uplifting and encouraging and insightful. Did you have a personal fairy story you wanted to share? Yeah, I can I can tell you a story that uh, I would probably never have shared with Connie before, you know. Oh! Um, <laughs> I was reared on a farm in the Midlands of Ireland in the county of Longford, and then I moved down to County Cork, you know, and um, we lived in the city for myself and my girlfriend at the time lived in the city for a while. And then we wanted to move out the country. So we found a house out the country that belonged to the church. And what was happening was they put two parishes together and they sold one of the houses of hmm. the priest. House. Now, the house we bought was 110 years old. Uh, hmm. 14 parish priests lived in the house. And eight of them died in the house. Wow. Oh. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, that for some people might sound very strange that you'd want a house like that, but it was a lovely old stone house, you know, and it was full of character. <laughs> Absolutely full of character. And um, we bought the house anyway, and both my wife and then and myself, we were both from the country and we never wanted to live in the city. But anyway, we moved into the house and um, at the time, you know, we just had the price of the house, so we didn't have much money to, to put the house into the condition that we wanted it in. And at night time, we would be sitting in the sitting room watching the TV, and the next thing you'd hear the latch lifting on the back door mm. of the house. And you'd jump up and make yourself some bit respectable, and the next thing your neighbour <laughs> would be standing outside the door. Because this is what they did when the priest owned the house. They let themselves in, because they were bringing the priest food or they were bringing something for the priest and they thought it was their God-given right to walk into the house without knocking. Mm-hmm. So you heard the latch lifting, you jumped up off the seat, you made yourself respectable, and there was a neighbor outside of the door. 
Wow. And this went on probably until all the neighbours got to know us because, you know, they were just being nosy, really, and <laughs> wanted to see who was the new couple coming in. And when all of that finished, the latch didn't stop lifting. Mm. Now oh. the latch was lifting and there was nobody there. Wow. I'd be away on tour work, so I went with groups for Connie or groups for somebody else. And my wife was at home on her own, and at this stage we had a small baby. And um, my wife would ring me and say, look, the latch is after lifting again. And there's nobody there. So, um, you know, this went on probably for the best part of the year. Now, there was an old man living up the road, Pat Curtin. He was well into his 90s. So I, I had a chat with Pat and I said, what's the story here, Pat? You know, what's going on? He said, Philip, he said, that's Father O'Dwyer. He says, Father O'Dwyer was killed in a car accident. And he was only in his mid-50s. He said, that man, he says, his work is not finished. Mm. He says, he's not finished. Uh, He says, he still has a lot of work to do. And he says, until his work is finished, he said, that latch will keep lifting. And that latch lifted for about maybe two and a half years. And eventually it stopped lifting. So we just no. take it for granted. His work is done and he's now happy. <laughs> that he went on. That, that, I like that. That's yeah, a great stops. story. Yeah. Amazing story. Um, I'm, I don't want to go over in time here. Yeah, we're, we're pretty good, actually. Um, we are. I want Connie to say some of the other places that we're going to be traveling to in the next couple of days. So, Because the places we're going to are even more haunted than where we've been. So um, go ahead, Connie. Yeah, so we started our schedule off a little light because we didn't want to, you know, jet lag is tough. So you need a day or two to get accustomed to the time change and the jet lag and traveling together with all these people. So today is Monday. We've got another five, four or five days ahead of us. And we have a bunch. We're going to jam pack it from here on. So tomorrow we're starting off at Blarney Castle. Um, We've all told um, Katie she's not allowed to kiss the stone of eloquence because she already talks plenty Yep, <laughs> <laughs> and it'll rob you of your your ability to speak it gives you the gift of gab but it can also rob you of it if you have it already uh-uh. right and we love her just the way she is so she's going to go check out um behind uh the blarney castle there are a ton of different gardens so there is a fairy garden to walk around and visit the fairies there is uh, the Three Sisters Garden, which is a long story about um, coming down and the sun's dying and the stone's falling over. So that's wonderful. Oh. It's almost it's kind of like a stone hedge. It's not, but it's kind of like you have to check it out. And then there's also the um, Poisonous Garden, which is completely full of every plant that's poisonous. So um, oh. if you're not Who planted that, <laughs> you'll find out tomorrow. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Um, so we're going to do the Blarney Castle, which um, is a lot of fun. And, and of course, as Philip would say, we're going to do some retail therapy, which is very important to do <laughs> in between uh, shopping and wonderful stuff. Um, and then uh, we'll be staying a few nights in Cork. But we're also going to be heading out on Wednesday. We're heading out to Spike Island. So Spike Island was established in the 1850s. And its sole purpose was to punish those that were incarcerated. So as you can imagine, in the 1850s, the conditions were completely deplorable. It was in existence for 36 years. But of that time, it was only a prison for a short period. But it's believed that a thousand convicts died on the island 
And they were all buried in a mass grave on the island throughout the island. So we're going out for lunch. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) We're going to go out on Tor Spike Island. We're going to hear about its Harrowed past and have some lunch. And um, it's been different things over the years. So we're going to learn all about that. But it's going to be nice to walk around. It'll be interesting to walk around the island itself and and see what we feel. And then um, after that, we're going to head over to the Cove Heritage Center which is known as the last stop of the Titanic. And it's full of great um, information coming and goings of people leaving Ireland. So, you know, it, it, we love the haunted, we love finding the spirits, but you do need a break here and there. So we we're trying to do a nice balance between the two. And then on Thursday, we're headed off to the Rock of Cashel. And the Rock of Cashel is one of my favorites. It's on top of um, the uh, top of a hill. There's many stories about it um, and St. Patrick and uh, the devil and a clash between the two. And um, it's, it's also set, obviously it's an old, old church. So it's set with um, a cemetery that is there also. And um, beyond the spirit activity and the energy on the place, there is also um, a painting that's still on the wall. And after all this time still holds color, which is, is fascinating. Mm. But I do know for the highlight of the trip after that, mm-hmm. Katie has been looking forward to this entire time. And and um, I created, I customized this itinerary. Katie and I chatted about sites to see and what I thought would be interesting to her. And Lep Castle, I know, has been on Katie's bucket list. I, I can't wait. I can remember, God, it's at least like 30 years ago. It was featured on a way before ghost hunters was out and it was featured on a show and they, they had people go in for like a lockdown and Lep castle and, and their haunted experiences. And it was even reported then as being one of the most haunted castles, but it's also got, doesn't it have the original family still owns it? Oh yeah. And we're going to actually meet him. He still lives there. Okay. Probably calls to you as well. <laughs> I hope. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm. I'm not, I can't keep saying no. <laughs> I gotta say yes at some point. So, um, and then from there, where do we go? So after Left Castle, which is going to be a great day, we're spending. We're gonna head on off to um, Dublin, and then we get to spend our last two nights in Dublin, where we're gonna see St. Patrick's Church. We're gonna see the Epic Museum. We're going to uh, walk around and experience all that Dublin has. And we're going to top it all off with a visit to St. Mikan's Church. Mm-hmm. And um, not only is it an old, beautiful church underneath it, there is a burial site, a catacomb. I'm not exactly sure what they call it. But there's some old um, mummies and caskets down in the cellar that which we go to experience. And it's um, it's a wonderful tour. It's a wonderful experience. And it's great to be in such um, an energizing place. Oh. Michelle, I know that you, you wish you were here and, and we should next time. I, we are planning this again. So for all the listeners, um, we are planning another trip with Phil and Connie and um, it'll, it'll be probably a little bit different, but a lot of the same and uh, with a lot of the hauntings in it. So um, I hope that next time both of you guys can, can join us for uh, our next trip. Did, Michelle, do you have any questions for these guys? Um, I was just wondering, um, it's a little off track of the haunted, but are there any like um, spots to stop for people who are trying to recreate their genealogy? Because Phil spoke about connecting with their, their, you know, with their ancestors. Yeah, we have a genealogy department on in Dublin. Um, 
The problem is that a lot of the public records got destroyed during the 1916 uprising in Dublin when we were proclaiming independence against England. Um, a lot right. of the public was destroyed then. But if anyone has an idea of the parish or the area that they came from in Ireland, then we can look at parish records and oh. local records in that area. Yeah, there's lots of that going on. Yeah, no problem. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you. They've actually um, tailored trips. Um, they were talking about on the on for family reunions, Michelle. Really? And oh yeah, it was lovely because Phil said that he they went and um, they actually found the burial site for the family. Oh, oh my yeah. god! This was a Kelly family that came from Australia. Uh, Forty-five mm-hmm. people, all Kellys. Oh my and goodness! Found their, found their great great grandfather above in Northern Ireland. Who, who was buried just before the rest of the family left during the famine in the 1840s and oh headed to Australia. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, I know so that they, we came over in uh, uh, 1846, so we just missed Black 47, luckily, mm-hmm. at least the one branch of the family. So I think I know parishes. So I think maybe I'll be able to find some people, find my people. Yeah. What's her last name? Her name is Lyons. Lions. We have loads of lions. Well, yeah, that's what. Yeah, that in every one of the gift shops, there's more lions than there yeah. is Manning right. on on all the things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> we're probably yeah. we're related, Katie. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, so for our listeners, it uh, please please follow this adventure. Um, you can not just, you know, listen to the podcast, but also follow me on my Facebook page. You can follow um, Connie on her Facebook page, as well as Pack Your Bag Travels. And um, we will probably be putting up, I have so much more material that the people on the trip are recording and oh, they're good. experiencing that they even sent to me today in the first two and a half days. And it's absolutely astounding. The things are picking up on the spirit boxes and uh, that we downloaded the apps, as I said, on the phone. And um, Connie, how can they get a hold of you if they would like to not only check out some of the other um, tours that you're doing or set something else up for themselves? Well, the best way to get a hold of me is uh, email or obviously I have a website. I have Facebook. It's Pack Your Bags Travel. So emails my first name, Connie, at packyourbags-travel.com. Website's the same, packyourbags-travel.com. I've been drinking too much Jameson listening to Katie. (laughs) You know, Facebook, you know. Pack your bags, travel. I've been doing some things with Katie. We're trying to post videos and yeah. photos of our trip. And, um, you know, the whole trip is customized. So it is geared towards Katie. But and we've done I've done the family reunion trips before um, golf trips, you know, whatever, whatever you want. We can make it happen. Love it. Um, and I think that's what I'll do is with the things that were captured by our guests. I'm going to make sure that um, I post them up on that page because we screenshot a lot of the things that they were getting and it's probably easier. And we can tell you where they, they got those. Phil, um, do you want people to get a hold of you in any way? <laughs> C-I-E. He just shook his head. No, Aww. no, no, no. He'll see if you come here. <laughs> go through Connie. They can go through Connie, right? If they want to. Anyone you send has to come through Connie. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> lovely. Absolutely lovely. Um, again, I cannot thank D Scott. Now you can see me again. I can't thank you enough D for doing this and setting this up and Michelle for being such a good sport and doing it there your time. Thank you both. So much fun. So much. Oh, you're very welcome.
This is great. Okay. He just said, you just have to bring a bottle of whiskey home with you. So yeah, that's what, that's what you're going to do. Um, and I'd like to thank again, Connie and Phil for being here and Connie's Welcome. mom as well for being here. <laughs> and, um, and thank you to all our listeners um, for liking us, sharing us, subscribing and sending in suggestions. I really hope you like this episode and give us another opportunity to maybe go, I don't know, Scotland or, mm-hmm. um, Northern, Ireland. or Northern Ireland. We talked a lot on this trip about Northern Ireland. So I think that that's the next place that we need to go. I'll go so anywhere. yeah, thank Thank you all so much. In Dublin, fair city, where girls are so pretty, a fuss in the eye.